Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's Heads in the Duffer Bag. Today, we got a great and funny conversation coming your way. So sit back, relax, enjoy the vibe. But first, let's get into some good music, and we'll be right back with you. Peace. You always hear another dollar another day I see the day as a new beginning Movement of the people, movement of the women To get the earth spinning in the right direct This movie of life sometimes might project Act scenes that don't seem serene I like Palo Santo, put on Love Supreme Get into the being of the great I am When I get to seeing just how great I am Many, many times from mistakes I ran I'm just a cake, let me bake, goddamn I pray I don't forsake my man Whenever I fall on faith I land Imperfections, resurrections In the mirror staring at God's reflection Reflecting on my aggressions On my progressions, on my obsessions There's a lesson in not feeling less than And seeing life itself as a blessing When we wash all our pain away We say, oh my Lord Yeah When we can my enemies something new to see my community they be fueling me in the struggle of us there's a unity the moral universe stay schooling me will the king of kings really ruling me i'm an instrument stay in tune with me this orchestrated by kareem samoa booming me if agape had a cupid she'd be shooting me this rap here is fierce eulogy escape rooms with Glasses of wine, just another crutch for my brokenness A term that I got from my therapist As a black man, I feel I should be sharing this In the hood, they say we crazy and we derelicts But we need it for our kids and our marriages Though some folks say we don't do that But taking care of self is the new black Unconventional ways, unconditional ways Meditation, mindfulness, it's just giving the praise I'm in a phase, all I see is victory You on that wave, then come and get with me I only want what's meant for me And say the things that's sent to me In penitentiaries, I met the most enlightened Finding the losses, heaven's excitement I write with a force of a kid that wanted to be in the source But that changed the course, I maintained the sauce And became a boss, I apologize if I came across As judgmental or self-righteous Cause in you, I see his likeness When we wash all our pain away Yeah Can't make it through the day We pray, oh my Lord 
Still a fight and squabble iPod, King James Bible Slingshot and two long tall rifle Power up Babel, power up Eiffel Twelve months a year but thirteen disciples Saddam, Bin Laden, Gaddafi, Idi Amin Call of Duty, drone bombing Stealth bomber, more famine Biometrics, eye scanning Airport body search and swabbing More police harassment and nagging More stick up and random bank robbing Sufferation plus swagging Equal one big conflict we're having Chain grabber, hijacking Nowadays it's computer hacking ID thief and credit card scamming Social network blogging and spamming IDF TV surround sound fanning Next generation FIFA and Madden More problem, more panic Suddenly now, more planet More places man can inhabit Colonize and breed up like rabbit Contaminate and spread dirty habit Cross populate and thief them knowledge And sell it right back in a college Meanwhile we call them savage What will the future bring for me? Global warming feels so cold What will the future bring? What will the future bring? What will the future bring for me? If my little son is seven years old What's real life? What's virtual? What's fiction? What's factual? Who's partial? Who's neutral? What's not real? What's natural? Who's acting? Who's actual? What's cheap talk? What's action? What's hours? What's fraction? What's plus or subtraction? Aquarius, then Pisces, Al-Qaeda, then ISIS, stock markets. In crisis, governments raise tax and prices Countless warships on the ISIS Young war on the street full of sirens Like Wi-Fi at a high speed Shatter shell like grains of rice Mother ball, I beg them why please Mana fall, head a roll like lychees One and all, get cool like night breeze Mana times What will the future bring? If our father and the monks face extinction What will the future bring for us? What will the future bring? that shirt by the way I already, I already figured out what I'm wearing with it that again I said I really like that shirt I'm already trying to figure out what I'm wearing with it oh yeah <laughs> I think I want to wear it like twice now I gotta get I got an Al Green shirt 
I got a um what is shit I got? Hard green. I got a um, Teddy Pendergrass. I got a um uh, Tony Braxton. You an old soul. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> You're an old soul. Uh, man, You're 80 babies. 80 babies. Is it just you and Kenny? No, nah, it's four of us. Who's the oldest? Kenny is. By choice. But but out of the four of you? Uh, my, I got an older brother named Manny, and I got an older sister who's the second oldest. And it's Kenny, then me. I'm the baby boy. Um, my oldest brother, he's 38. That's why. That's why. Because my sister's six years older than me. And she, when we were kids, like, she would, like, just be playing all kinds of just, you know, that same music. And uh, so I grew up, like, chilling with my older sister, you know, and listening to just, like, Tevin Campbell. And so a lot of people who are, like, 33... If they don't have older older siblings, they never listen to that stuff. That makes a difference. See, like when it comes to my old school music, can you hear me good? Mhm. When it comes to my old school music, I get that from my my parents. You do. I grew up coming in the house. You got you got very white playing. Sade playing, Nita Baker playing, like yep. all nothing but like R&B, like soul music. Mm-hmm. And some wind, earth and fire, so oh, I got a mm-hmm. real old soul. That's what I, cause like my grandparents, they lived in Mississippi, so it's like the my, my grandmother like would play all day, just music in the house, like constantly, you know? And my mom, she does the same thing even now. like. She, she don't listen to like all the new stuff she listens to all the old stuff so yeah. I don't know like it's weird like when you think about music being passed down culturally that's important oh very like, important that's Could important it, to play that Could stuff like for your kids and stuff so that they know the music that's the culture yeah. that's one thing I make sure I play every morning we got every morning they waking up to um cause I got um the, not Echo. It's, it's Echo. On uh, that Lester, Echo, mm-hmm. I got one of those. I got two of those. I got one upstairs and one downstairs. It's like a school alarm for my kids. They're doing homeschool. So, like, it, in the morning, it'll go off. You got Kanye West on the plan. Mm-hmm. It's the, um, him and your boy from um, Bruno Mars. Oh, uh, uh from Bruno, from Bruno Mars? Not Bruno Mars. I mean from, Maroon Five. From oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Adam Levine? No. Levine. That's Levine. Me. Okay. Because I had to, I had to pick him up from the airport. Adam Levine. Is that Wagner? Burger? Yeah, because I was a building manager at Wagner. Okay. It was a rich, it was a rich Italian private school that I went to on Staten Island. And uh, they didn't have nobody to pick him up from the airport to bring him because he was performing at the homecoming. So I was- What homecoming? Was it? School? Homecoming? At Wagner, yeah. Wagner, what is that? Is that a high school? Wagner College. It's a, it's a private college on Staten Island, New York. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So they called me and they said, hey, we can't get nobody to 
go pick up Adam Levine, can you run over to the airport just take one of the company cars with can't get nobody <laughs> they can't get nobody to pick him up so i went over there picked him up in a van and he came back like we were just talking he he was hungry so we stopped to get something to eat for him and then we were just talking and then like he performed like four songs and then we drove him back to the airport wow yeah i'm talking about cool. kanye west he's had an event you got a full story about it <laughs> I mean, it was cool, like, you know, just to sit in the car and talk to him and just understand, like, what the industry is like and just being Adam Levine and shit. Yeah, I don't know. It was, better, it, was better, it was better than sitting in the office for the rest of the night. And I got overtime for it because I worked, like, an hour and a half over what I was supposed to work anyway. So I said, like, okay, I got pay overtime. That's cool. I'll take that. Can't beat that. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into it. Uh, so, what you thought about the, the questions? The questions? Yes. The, what to talk about? I mean, you know what? Like, let's get into all of it. Like, I've like all of them. Just right. whatever you feel like talking and asking. I can't tell you I know the answer, but I'll, I'll talk to you about it. Oh yeah, I'm learning as as I go. All right, yeah. this is the this is the podcast. Today we got Monger Sharon. She go by what's the uh, Nefertia Phoenix or Black Phoenix? So Nefra. So Nefra. Everybody calls me Nef, um, Nef. but I don't know if you can see it right here. That's my okay. Nef- okay. So um, I have a Hebrew name because um, the way that I identify myself is first, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the promise. I'm a child of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, 12 tribes of Israel. And so the way I look at it is that I need a godly name. And so, you know, when I look at, when I think about the Most High, the Most High Emperor Selassie um, of Ethiopia was coronated on my birth date. So I was born November 2nd. And that was the same date in 1930 that Emperor Selassie was coronated to be Emperor of Ethiopia. Uh, and so when I chose my name, it was based on when I was born, I'm a Scorpio. But then if you take it back to um, Roman times, the Roman like animal would be an eagle. And then if you take it back to Greek, the like Greek times and ancient Egyptian times, it would be a phoenix. So that's yeah. another reason why I re- I'm representative of a phoenix. It's the phoenix rising from the ashes. And the way I look at us as black people, the way I look at us is the tribe of Judah of the 12 tribes of Israel as we are the, the phoenix. tribe I'm from. We're the phoenix and we're rising from the ashes and you're seeing it. You're seeing it everywhere, all over the place. Yeah. You know it's weird, like with that, because the tribe of Judah, I guess we're going to be so-called the, the beacon because we're gonna the one who's gonna put the word out because our attitude towards shit like mm-hmm. we don't use fuck we're gonna try to keep truth no matter what and a lot of countries around was like 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 looking at that like who these who these people like we're a very special people on this earth a lot of people don't realize we are we are a very special people i mean we're America is a very special country because it was the last great, it was the last nation that was created. 
and yeah. it had within it and Hitler talked about it Hitler talked about the jewels God's jewels mm-hmm. and what he was saying was that black the Negro that's what he said the Negro in America are God's jewels yeah. and so we are a very special group because we are the lion we're the lion and we're the we're the priests we're the high priests you know we're the we're the yes we're the ones who are the storytellers we're the ones in the last books of moses the book five books of moses with the we're talked about so heavily in revelations we're in Re- revelations right now we're talked about so heavily in exodus and you know just the struggles that we go through in bondage and not accepting the ways of the egyptians and you know making sure that we're following you know the ways of the israelites and spiritually and like dietary laws and it talks about in the bible how if we begin to continue to be gluttonous and we continue to follow these materialistic ways and like things that don't serve us well and don't serve like our brethren and our sister and well that we're going to suffer and so we've been going through this period of suffering for a very very long time oh, and the only way we can redeem ourselves is to atone for our sins and sin doesn't mean a behavior when you think about the new testament sin is talked about as a behavior but if you think about it in the old testament in the original writing sins means without truth that's why they say don't worship false prophets prophets stop idolizing false beliefs and false just everything every, keep everything pure keep everything holistic keep everything clean cleanliness is next to godliness and that's what we are starting to do like if you're looking at us and you're thinking about us as the rising of the phoenix metaphorically you're seeing black improvement like on a on a level that you've never seen before and we are the leaders of the world if you think about it the world is watching black people in america they're yep. watching us and what we're doing and they're learning from us we're gonna have to judge everything right like we're gonna have to judge the angels we're gonna have to judge the uh every every other nation around this earth because not we don't even want nothing for it because we just everything just material type shit whatever so the whole bribery and all the dictatorship we've we done it all we've seen it all it doesn't pay out so now that we we come into a uh, coming to a charge of everything we literally gotta judge everything yeah because everybody else got a child's mind we have to we have to know how to remove ourselves from our ego our ego is probably our own worst enemy and ego pride pride destroys the heart pride and the thing is is like the thing with gluttony is gluttony don't have everything to do with food gluttony could be that you know we abandon our principles our spiritual principles because we're so greedy and we're so selfish and we are going the ways of these false prophets and we're following them as if they as if they mean something and we've been following this for a long time a long time a long time and we have to atone for that 
and we we we've been paying for that our g- generational cycles have been paying for that and now we're in a position i think where now we we are going toward the light we're starting to spiritually get in tune with each other we're starting to spiritually get in tune with ourselves and become more self-aware humility is a huge thing if we can't become humble in our experiences and see that everything we do is greater than ourselves and it's not for us like what i've come to realize i don't necessarily think that like i'm meant to serve some major purpose where i'm gonna eventually be like real rich and i'm gonna be famous i'm gonna change the world yeah, that. but i think that everybody who i touch i think that um the one gift that i have is that i really try to help people explore who they are I don't tell people who they are because I don't even know who I am. All I can say is that you need to take time to meditate. You need to take time to give thanks and to be grateful and to be humble. And then you need to figure out how you can develop certain skills so that you can learn how to discern between something you should do and you shouldn't. Because that's where we're at now. We're not in a place anymore where we can just rely on people to tell us how we should move and how they come to us now for questions for right. answers right so now we gotta figure this out so we can't we can't be caught up in all the beef with that we have with each other anymore we can't be caught up in all that shit we have to be focused on making sure that we improve our local communities that yeah. you know we're providing all of the services and all of the gifts and talents that the that people have in our communities and we and we consolidate that effort to making where we where we live self-sufficient because at the end of the day if you look at all these state budgets all over the world all over the country you see that they've cut major public services and who has and who mostly uses public services okay most most of the white population uses them but definitely most of the black population uses public services. And if they not if they not funding our schools anymore, they're not funding our uh, transportation anymore and everything has become privatized, then black people are gonna be left and, and Latino people are gonna be left to trying to figure out on their own how they're gonna get around, how they're gonna make money, how they're going to build an economy, how they're going to be able to eat, how they're going to be able to live. That's the good thing, though, because now we actually can't to the point now out with the old and with the new, and we're going to have to lead the new generation. So now that we got all the material, all the architecture you can have, because money don't really do nothing. Money just cheap paper. Mm-hmm. But because people still can live like like for example like a um star trek days how everybody still works but they don't work for they don't work for the money whatever mm-hmm. they work to keep the economy alive or keep the, the people so everybody got different skills so now everybody's skills got to be put to work now because mm-hmm. if I, I live in a land where i got we got an architect there we got a person that grows after food shelter, like God, you kind of like everything else is just extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is extra. 
because uh, really like when you think about the Israelites and you think about how humble if you read, just read your Bible, it'll tell you that, you know, the Israelites were agricultural people that lived yeah. very modestly. And it's funny because, like, hippie people, you know, and these, like, modern hips, what are hipsters or whatever they call themselves, they like to talk about minimalism and how you're really happy when you're a minimalist. And, you know, I just went camping, and when you go camping and stuff, you can oh, yeah, people that claim they they know everything about the universe and they claim they know everything about the earth and how to live right and all that stuff and it's just like look man you you got indigenous communities you got black and brown communities all over this earth that are being wiped out because they know that the real value is in the land the real value is in the lifestyle that you can live off of having a village having a land and having a system where people take care of everybody it's not about competition it's not about capital gain it's not yeah. about stocks it's and no it's just about everybody taking care of what they need to take care of so that they can live breathe and eat that's it that's all it takes it ain't it ain't fucking complicated and like we just got sucked into this idea that this fucking living is complicated and the only reason why it's complicated is because you got the devil on the loose you got the devil trying to make what's very simple very complicated that's it well that's well, it's the world we live in the walking the babylon but as long as we know the truth what's going on like i had a like every morning first thing i do is jump my my bible my phone but then I jump in my test message. I got somebody trying to so-called challenge. So, could I ask questions? Could it be like these Bible club classes or groups, whatever online? So I ask questions that nobody never asked before, or they never asked before. Mm-hmm. So I ask the difficult questions. And 10 out of 10, I'm, I'm giving them something new that they never heard before at the Bible. So trying to get them to understand like, what the Bible's for, like who who wrote it and what it was wrote for. And That's I the thing. That's, I, I even talk about something as simple as education, right? So I'm in education, right? That's, that's my fucking forte. It's education. Now, when you think about the system of education, people say, well, you, you're so critical of, edu- of, of the education system. You know, but how could you say that, being such an intellect? I said, well, that's why, because I am an intellect. I said, if you look at the education system, the education system was created to keep social order, to keep civil order. It wasn't created so that people could live independently and self-sufficiently and autonomously. It wasn't created for that reason. It was created so that you could take large populations of people get them to believe in something and then move them in directions that you want to move them in corporations and industries so it boosts your economy it's just very simple logic it's just, it's just that you get everybody on board with the same system you tell them that they have to pay all this money to go to college so they the large stock. you know what I'm saying and it's just like it's all a big fucking scam it's all a scam that's all it is really yeah. It's just, see, that's that's all America is. Just a, a, a listen. I don't 
Like, I don't know what's worse. Falling for the okie dokes, being scammed or being swindled, uh, falling for the bamboozle. They fell for it all. Look, in Catholic churches, when the Catholic church first started, they didn't even allow for people to be left-handed. Do you know why they wouldn't allow for people to be left-handed? I heard about that. Hold on, hold on. Was this like left-handed uh, left people supposed to be smarter or something? Exactly. Left-handed people are right-brained. Right-brained people are hard to control because right-brained people are artists. Right-brained people are circular thinkers, holistic thinkers. They're the people that are going to question why you tell them to do something. They're going to be like, why? What's it for? In, in the reading What's from left mean? to right. <laughs> you ever heard huh? about that? The whole, I guess, back then, people used to that. read from left to right? In, the Western, left to right? In, in Western culture, which is our dominant power structure, we read from left to right, but evidence tells you that when you start reading from right to left, you start thinking different. You start seeing it different. You start seeing it more metaphorically. Left to right is more literal. You're more absolute in the way you see shit, but when you read from this way to this way, that's why when you look at Eastern cultures, their language is right to left. It ain't left to right. The original language, the original people read and wrote from right to left. You were... Yep. All right, so since, all right, since we're on this topic, so we can easily lead into with the global news when it comes to um, Barbados. Now that the Queen Elizabeth is getting kicked out, now they're putting somebody else in there to take over the head of state. And if it's like the British took it over, what, in 1627? And it was the one of the slave fields for sugarcane, huge um, market for sugarcane. Then finally, they weren't soon, they weren't getting paid nothing. They were doing like a whole documentary on it. I said, man, this and you start mapping everything out. So now that Bar- Barbados is getting rid of their so-called queen. I think every every other country get in the same position. Even a country that was like enslaved, whatever, that was colonized, they finna get rid of these people. All right, so I got ten minutes left on this. All right, cool. Like forty minutes. Okay. So so when this pop, um, okay, I'm gonna let you know when we get out of there. We're gonna get back in and get right to it. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So yeah, well, um, Barbados, um, with New England, uh, the British colony took it over, and it was it was big on the um, on the African news channel. But I but you don't see it in in America like they talking about it. You won't, you won't, and the reason you won't is because media is the most powerful weapon in the world. Media will literally change the way events. And politics unfold. Yep. 
until I got access to, to YouTube and Facebook and all this stuff, I didn't learn about all of these places that weren't in my textbooks or that wasn't on the national news. If it wasn't on the national news or if it wasn't on, like, in my textbook at school, then I didn't know about it. So how fucked up is that shit? Like, it's crazy. I learned a lot of, I learned everything about white people in school. Listen, I didn't realize it until like after high school. Right. So one day I was on Facebook and I I see this video of the Indonesian government basically like beating the shit out of some indigenous people. I said, where is that? That's in Indonesia? And then I got this message from this guy named Jonathan. And I hope Jonathan's still alive because I haven't talked to Jonathan in like a year and a half. Like maybe a year, maybe a year and a few months. But we were talking regularly and I didn't even know who he was. But I remember he used to post all these things about things that were going on with the indigenous people. And- He's saying what they're doing in Australia. And yeah, it, and, and so, I said, well, what is your nation? And he said that, where was Papua? And I said, what's, what's West Papua? I said, where's that at? He said, it neighbors Indonesia. We're a nation, we're an actual country. And I felt so stupid. Cause I was like, I'm so educated, but I didn't even know that. And I was like, what? I said, well, what's going on there? And he goes, ethnic cleansing, the genocide. I said, well, who's killing people? The Indonesian government is killing West Papuan people. I said, why? So he sends me this link of this American company called Freeport. And it's located in, uh, is it Kentucky? Uh, it's in the United States. It's, it's like Indiana, maybe. But um, basically, it's a, it's a mining company. And they want all these like rich minerals that are in lands that belong to indigenous people. So what they're doing is that the Indonesian government has been paid money to basically uh, stop any sort of protesting against it. They have decided that they don't want West Papuan people to raise their flags. They don't want them to say their anthem. They don't want them to resist the authority in going in and basically mining all of their um, resources, all their minerals. And um, then that's when I started to research the International State Dispute Settlement. So if anybody has time, just Google ISDS. ISDS is basically like if I'm a American company or a Western company um, and you're a government let's say in some third or fourth world country and I want to put my business there and I want to be able to grow my profits. Even if it fucks up your village, even if it dirties your water and it cuts off your food source and depletes your economy and your way of life is ruined, you have to accept me in your country or I can sue you. I can sanction your bank accounts. That's some fucked up gangster shit right there. 
And that's basically what happened in West Papua is that like, you know, you have these native populations and the Indonesian government was basically promised money and military uh, assistance uh, to be able to allow for people to come in and basically ruin the way of life for millions of indigenous people. So that's happening everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Right, well, we're going to take a pause for a quick look. I'm right back. Okay. All right. All right. Hello. This podcast is sponsored by your local community business and friends where we connect and grow together. If you like what you hear, you can follow us on every podcast platform like Spotify, Switcher, Apple Podcasts, and more. And we'll love to shout out your business and organization. But first, let's get back to some good music, some good vibes. We'll be right back with you with the show. Thanks. Toast to that, we don't fold the crack. We going occasion we rose to that. Fuck on postal. We going ultra black, watching the global change. Hop in the coldest range. Hit boy on the beat, this shit poster slap. We going ultra black. We going, we going, uh, rhythm and blues, pop rock, soul to jazz. To my toes attack. How I look being told, I'm not supposed to brag. Nobody fault, I tell the truth, I know what's facts. We ultra black. Grace Jones, skin tone, but multi that Multiple colors, we come in all shades, mocha black Except where I'm at and I fight me on it Emotional stares like I might be wanted Pitch black like the night, I'm mocha black Said for the sun, reruns, jokes are black Oh yes, oh yes, God bless success We going ultra black, like the S is fast Talk with a mask on, the freshest breath African black soap, caress the flesh Super fly to Mac, sitting fly in the lack Take the boat on the water, history talks with my daughter my son will be my resurrection Constantly I never die, you get the message I hope you be better than I Life's precious Two-stepping Sometimes I'm over black Even my clothes are black Cash money with the white tee and the soldier rag We going ultra black Unapologetically black The opposite of Doja Cat Michael Black's in black We going ultra black I got a toast to that We don't fold the crack Occasion we rose to that, fuck on postal We going ultra black, watching the global change Hop in the coldest range, hit boy on the beat This shit poster slap, we going ultra black We going, we going, we going We going ultra black, Raiders Oakland hat I smoke to that, pre-rose and yak What's the results to that, see notes and bags She knows I'm classy like I'm Billy D. Williams Go ultra black, Isaac Kennedy films Penitentiary too, black like out in the loop Black don't crack, it's like the fountain of youth The coach is black, like Iman She beautiful, going ultra black To Africa, you say go back I stay pro-black, my Amex black Black like Conroe's Afros, black like cat, black ball From the Super Bowl, Holla notes I can't go for that, Motown Museum Detroit, I'm ultra black This for New York and all the map No matter your race, to me we all are black 
We going Nocha Black, I got a toast to that We don't fold the crack We don't fold the crack Occasion we rose to that, fuck on postal We going Ultra Black, watching the global change Hop in the coldest range, hip boy on the beat This shit poster slap, we going Ultra Black Black is beautiful Black is beautiful Like zombies out in these streets Shackled our hands and feet What you see, what you see Down there in Babylon Where transgression increases It's freedom, heaven, it's hell, and the truth is a lie They murder the youth, the police don't shoot in the sky It's a war zone, you do what you gotta do to survive You can shoot it and ride, life is hustle and star This is capitalism, religion, money is gone America eats the young like cannibal breakfast Wall Street is swarming with Hannibal Lecter's Crooked elections, politics of the system Legal lynchings, modern day crucifixions Slaves to the current conditions that we live in More faith in the reverence and making our own heaven is foul How the youth glued to the television Ain't heard of a side of a Twitter following Paris Hilton It's only right we wanna be more than poor and righteous But even the rich today can't ignore the crisis in Babylon I'm gonna sit there and 
what we do, they want we fight to one another. If no one we see, they get to you, type of the leader. So why we willing to any Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're enjoying the show and the music. Don't forget, we got a lot more coming your way. But first, let's get back to the show. We'll start getting crazy from here. This is Heads in the Duffer Bag Podcast. Alright, welcome back, welcome back. Alright, so... What else going on in this crazy world? Oh, okay. Um, let's, let's get into some um movie that just came out. Do you watch the Annabelle? Annabella? Uh, Janelle Monet? I haven't seen it, but I have heard it was good. Uh, it was I at first I didn't know if I wanted to watch it. Like uh, another slave movie. Mm-hmm. Like they blase. Then like then we said, all right, let's watch it. It was pretty it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it it focused on the um the sex the the, the sex uh, slave trade that right. goes on too, especially right. in America. So the way they had it set up, cause you know how they people do these um they call they call it these the re uh, reactment um military thing the um when white folks get together they like they back in the the day they finna go World War One type things reactment yeah the reactment um yeah of civil war the civil war yeah the civil war reactment you know they still be doing right. it right mm-hmm. so just imagine that that's going on people see you ride by they do it up there yourself. Just imagine you round by that you see that going on, but behind further is a whole slaving thing going on. Slave bill. Cause they trying to make this shit realistic in a way. Right. As in they they grabbing young kids, young bodies and stuff, have them working in the cotton pill, the cotton field. And, and they trying to figure out what the hell going on. Cause they think it's a, it's a new time, a new day. And to find out this whole thing's going on and in then in the, you can say like a 2020, mm-hmm. where they doing the, the reactment, the Civil War reactment thing going on, but they got a slave trade going on in the back. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was crazy. Yeah. 
I so mean, that's some like, shit that's realistic as hell. I mean, when I was in New York, um, there was a woman who I worked for, and I only worked for her for like maybe three, four weeks. It was just extra money that I could get. And she was a rich, wealthy white woman who had her kids in like private school. And uh, I met one of her kids because that was the one kid I was working with on court, um, her son. And I remember like having conversations with her son, like, cause I would pick him up from school and take him to um, the tennis academy. And he would talk to me about his sister. So I'm thinking only he had one sister, but he had another sister and she's Ethiopian. I was like, oh, okay, you know, she's Ethiopian. And he would tell me how she was kind of different though from the rest of the family because like her, her position was different in the family. I said, well, how is her position different? And now, mind you, this kid was only, at the time, he was only like 10, 10 or 11. And he was just like, yeah, she, um, she mostly just stays at home and, you know, she mostly just kind of like helps with everything. And the rumors within the elite circles were that there were certain people that would adopt kids just so they could be workers and be slaves. And they would buy them. You know, there would be conflicts that would happen in countries like the earthquake in Haiti. And then all of a sudden you get these people that claim that they're part of some religious group come in and just take them kids. Take them kids. And then adopt them out. Like sell them out. And that's like, like when, you know, people talk about trafficking, that happens all the time. And like Ethiopia has actually banned it because it's so bad. It's so bad. And you see Americans all the time, you know, in that kind of situation where, you know, they have like some kid that they adopted from Africa or Russia or somewhere else. A lot of times when you talk about the industry, and you talk about some of the sinister shit that goes on. That's one of the first places you might want to look at some of these yeah. adoption agencies. Exactly. Um, and it's unfortunate because it's like you think, you want to think everything is in good faith. You want to think everything is done for the greater good. And like, it's like, okay, you know, like you don't want to talk bad about any of those like agencies and stuff because you know that like it's needed, but. They're just using that as a as a cover. A cover. And um, like the more and more that like I was exposed to with just a lot of these rich people that would just tell me stuff that would go on. I'm like, yo, these people are sick, yo. These people are sick. And it's a generation thing too. It goes deep, yo. Like, this shit ain't just, like, a couple bad apples. This is a whole system of of pedophilia, of uh, trafficking. Uh, This shit goes deep, yo. For real. It's not even something that you can, like, pinpoint on individuals. Organizations are involved in this shit. Like, it's just, like, crazy. But I'm not even gonna, like going to all that. I'm just saying, like, no, no, no. That's that's 
that's what the whole movie speak on. It speaks on about like that the traffic that's going on and how it's like so related to what's going on today. It looks different, legit more modernized, nice ribbon, nice bow on it. Mm-hmm. Look, look professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this. Yeah, man, the, the movie it it was it's it's pretty dope. I give it one out of five. I give it a I give it a three. Well, I give it a I give it a three. Why? Well, no, I, I give it a. Let me take it back. Take it, back. it kept me on my toes because I didn't know what to expect. You want me to tell you what happened? Uh, you mm-hmm. want to tell them? Okay. Tell me. So. One of the ladies, uh, Janelle Monet, she's a um, she's a, a talk host, whatever. She's an activist who speaks loud about black problems, black lives, black issues, whatever. So she got a fancy life, but she got a person that who's going against her, like a, a Lauren, Lauren, um, what's the, the lady name from from the news, Laura, Laura, something. From where? The um the lady from the, the white lady from the news, Laura um CBS or not CBS um Fox now. She did one of those. Yes, Laura Ingram. Yeah, the one so that she, said when he, what she said about LeBron. Yeah, the whole basketball thing oh. just set up in jail. Right. So you got that type of lady, and you got Janelle Monae. So so the lady is the white lady is plotting on her um kidnapping her. So she can have her work in a slave field work right behind the Civil War happening. So the whole time, she's now thinking this is like a, a dream type thing. Because they just, she, after they left dinner with her friends, she hopped in the wrong car because she had to be somewhere tomorrow or a meeting or whatever. So she jumped in the wrong car. Next thing you know, they grabbed her from the back, they knocked out. And, and she waking up, she's waking up in the, the side of waking up in a different time period. Same mm-hmm. time, same time, but she just everything just seemed weird. Cause when you watch it, you don't know like okay, they going back and forth in the time thing. But it, it, so when she when she woke up, she found out what was going on, but she was quiet the whole time for some reason. Cause she. Because when she do her interview, her podcast or whatever, she had a bunch of books in the back. Like, it speaks to her mm-hmm. black problems and all this. Like, a lot of history books. So, she knew something was weird. Like, when she when she woke up and she seen everything was going on. And there was dragging in another young girl, whatever. And they had a line of them, about four or five of them, from the age of 18 or 14. Mm-hmm. Young black kids, young girls. So the one girl like, what's going on? Why are we here? This and that. So she's trying to tell her to be quiet because mind they just got them burning somebody. They just got them burning somebody and shooting somebody and dragging somebody. So as she sees everything that's going on, but she's still trying to see like, okay, it is, it it this like really what's going on type shit, whatever. Then she got a master that's trying to sleep with her. I, you think he, he did sleep with her a couple of times. But for her to, uh, to remind herself who she was, she was she was right. She was carving something in the wood. I think like like um so she can read it. That's what she writing, whatever. So she remind herself 
what's going on, who she is, mm-hmm. and that, whatever. So she just like feel on it. It's like the um the thing when you uh blind people read. Mm-hmm. So but it wasn't a dots though, how they had the dots and everything. I think she just caught it out so she can remember the letter shapes and everything. So she can so they could so I kept cause she kept putting a hand on this piece of wood and kept building on it or whatever. So she was trying to just remember who the hell she was and what time period. And then the whole thing came out of until like she was laying in the bed with the master, one of the slave owners. He fell asleep, then he just she woke up, then went outside. She uh, went outside, then she then she heard the phone ring. The phone rang was what shocked everything. Cause you think you're in a different time, like you know mm-hmm. what period the movie was taking in. To the phone rang, he done put up a iPhone flat screen phone. Mm-hmm. So like, oh shit, cause they don't put down phones on the base. So he was arguing with somebody, she ended up waking up, like she would never sleep, but she ended up creeping outside to see what was going on, whatever. She seen him on the phone arguing with somebody about some other shit, whatever. So it was just like the, the twist on, like the, this can be today what it is today. Right. Type thing. So it, it was pretty good. Like you gotta say, it, it's pretty good. I will see it now. I will it, see it, it now. Like, but. So you gave it three. You gave it three out of five. I'm moving back up. I'm moving. I'm moving it back because it was a, it was a Netflix. Was it Netflix? No, Annabelle. It was yeah, Annabella. Hmm. Annabella. Annabella. Those are one of those channels. Netflix, Amazon. There's so many now. Yeah. That you gotta find a whoever dropping where type thing. Right. So it's it good. I give it. A, I give it. A, I give it a four because okay. I, I didn't really expect. I didn't expect to be that good. We just want to watch just to see what the fuss is. Cause you know, Facebook, everybody's right. Like white folks was mad about it because they relate to their time, whatever. So people were judging because oh, just another slave movie. Until you see it, it was bigger than just another slave movie. It was pretty good. Right. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. It, All right. I'm me and my watch wife it. watched it. It was real good. I'm gonna watch it. That's good. Well, that's another thing too. Like I feel like, you know, not even just with black media, but with black filmmaking, you're starting to see a lot more independent films, indie films that are black. Yeah. Um. Not necessarily on, I mean, not necessarily on Netflix, but just, I used to go to a lot of film festivals. And at first, when I first started going, it was all white indie films. But then you got black indie films. Hold on, what's the, the, what did the huh? indie film, where did that come from? So like indie, more the, indie, the, films, the indie films, indie, indie just means independent. That's just all it means. Just you know what I thought it mean? I thought it was um, like out of India, like, they, it was that it was type Yeah, day. it's just real simple. It's just independent. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like they don't really have any sponsors. They don't really have anybody that like really has any stake in the story. It's just really basically from the artists and they just find themselves on making the film. So, but the thing about being an indie film is you still need money to make the film. Like it's still costly to make this film and it's still expensive. 
and the thing about like black media and black narratives and black like just truth getting out is that like a lot of times we're relying on white theaters we're relying on white sponsors white donors to help push our story and I think more and more and more you're starting to see our story told the way we want it to be told yeah you're starting to see a lot more black dollars go into black film and because when you think about like theater and you think about just the arts in general I live in a I live in a place where I think that the performing arts is growing like when I think about Sarasota I think about the fact that like they want to grow the arts right but when you think about growing the arts you need money you know like it ain't cheap to just have a spot where you can do your theater and you can do your so I think that for us it's gonna boil down to what black able-bodied people do we have financially to be able to help step in and support our initiative you know I've been talking about a cultural center in Bradenton or Sarasota for a long time for black and brown people to go to as a safe space, somewhere artists can sit and work, somewhere artists can have our own farmer's markets, we can have our own pop-up shops, we can have our own panel, uh, documentary film discussions, um, places where people can go and drink coffee and get juice. You know what I'm saying? Like. Just, when I was in when, you, when I was in New York, you had enough black people that took up space in Brooklyn and Harlem that it was like you could go into a cafe and feel like all right, that like I'm welcome here, like I can be a creative here, I can be in the right mindset. But in Florida, how many how many black people feel comfortable going in any place, sitting down trying to get comfortable? Ain't even comfortable with stuff yet. Uh, oh, let me ask you this. Um, from the from the movie standpoint, on any on any uh, films. So, say the movie got a budget, uh, but it's gonna take two two or three mil to make. A lot of movies don't cost. I don't know if it costs much, or it's just the way that we still used to seeing big budget films. So we just expect everything to be expensive. Because. It'd be a lot of time they spend a lot of money, they spend billions, not billions, but they spend like millions of money and they don't make back what they put in. I would say even the cheapest film that you make, you still gonna be spending a good 20, 30 stacks. Okay, on that cool. Day. Okay, so uh, say say you're coming up with a movie. All right, these are your characters. This, this, you got, you need this many people to play this many roles, mm-hmm. you need many people to do standbys. We need this many people to support sponsor. Support sponsor would be your your business at the, at the end of the show for credit wise. Say say we do a say we do a trailer like a two minute trailer, and you, you like the trailer. You can invest in on this. You can invest in on the movie. So the money you invest in, I say you invest in like twenty dollars to forty dollars gotta put your name in the business at the end of the movie for the credits. And you know how Facebook, Facebook is, 
you can even have your own um the whole when they share movies now like um you can watch the same movie what's called so then what you do is you make it a members only club and that way it's paid for when i look at um a lot of black tennis clubs a lot of black tennis clubs are member owned so you have a board right you know um but at the end of the day the club is paid for by dues that are being paid by the members and um they have state so when it comes to even hiring somebody new i remember i just recently interviewed for a job at mission valley and mission valley is one of those most prestigious clubs in this area and it's member it's member owned so everybody has a financial stake in it i mean the initiation fee to be a part of this club is like somewhere between 50 and 80 grand plus you have to live in the community and you're paying for golf and tennis living in that community so um you're talking about people with an extreme amount of money and people that sit on that board that basically have to answer to the people who are members of that club who have a stake in that club because they have spent money to put a stake in this club yeah um when I think about like that concept and that model, I feel like it works. Just because I've seen it work. I feel like if you have people that are members of a club and they're paying dues to that club, it runs itself. Yeah. It runs itself. You're be in, and they want they they are just in, as invested in that growth as you are because they have stake in it. They have money in that. And the, and the other big difference with it, like from the um, from the from the golf or the tennis um, member club, the movie is so independent, so it, the money can come in from anywhere, even international. Could everything is about a mutual benefit? Yes, I can get I can get money from anybody, but you know how I get money from people by letting them know and ensuring them that they have they will benefit from them giving me their money they're going to yes. benefit they're going to and they're going to be able to grow their money by giving me their money nobody's going to do us favors and we're not even a lot of times going to do each other favors because let's face it we live in the same world as the people out here that are ruthless so we got to be ruthless too and it's not even personal but we got to get paid and so at the end of the day, it's like, I get that we have to hold each other to a higher moral and ethical standard and a brother-sistership with each other, and we shouldn't have many results. But at the end of the day, people want to know, well, if I'm spending my money, what am I getting for my money? And if I'm giving you my money, what am I getting for my money? So I've been trying to approach this model um, with a lot of people about you know like because i've talked to filmmakers and stuff about this too about how just their direct involvement can help them create portfolios for themselves yeah. so let's say that they have involvement in a film and they you know are highlighted in a way that it's going to benefit their own career then let's figure out how we can highlight them if they're a makeup artist if they're whatever they are a creative director they need to be able to feel that they can create a portfolio for themselves off of this project. Everybody has to benefit off the project. 
Yes. And I would just I would just start calling everything a project because everybody has a role in a project. Yeah. So when you start talking about making films, I'm all with that shit because we can really make that a project. Especially like on a, on a finance side, like especially putting the word out. Like even you say you got a small business, you wanna you you wanna promote because you're gonna help share the bitch because now that you pay twenty dollars now your ad gonna be at the end of the credit of the movie in your name that help grow your brand mm-hmm. that you show support in local movies independent movies. Mm-hmm. You can do you can do your own movie night whatever with a bunch of your fans y'all come and watch the movie together and everything. So yeah, the theater. The theater gonna be obsolete. That's that's gonna go. So people gonna start doing private movie sets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I believe that because people know how. People know yeah. how. We got the technology to do it. We can do it ourselves. I mean, you starting to see that now. Like, I can't tell you how many of my friends have their own clothing line, and their clothing line is more dope than anything I've ever even had to buy. And I take pride in that. I take pride in the fact that, like, most of the clothes I wear belongs to somebody I know. And most of the stuff that I have is more dope than the stuff I bought. It's the only of us, like, shopping now. I wear a majority, 70% of my own stuff to somebody else's stuff. Because mm-hmm. I, I ain't been in the mall in the I ain't been to more than months. So the only thing, the only thing I buy that somebody don't make, the only thing I buy, I even even my belts, I, I buy from people that make them custom. Oh, for real? Yes. The only thing I buy that don't belong to somebody else is my jeans, my hats. I mean, even my hats. A lot. I have a lot of hats that belong to a lot of people, and my sneakers, because everybody knows I'm a sneakerhead. I see people doing the custom sneakers now. What do you think about those? I fucking I love that shit, yo. No, my, make my, me, my. Yo, make me some custom vans, yo. I don't even care, yo. I'll buy some white vans or black vans, whatever. Just makes me some custom shit off that shit. Yeah, I got a homeboy. He, he do, I got a homeboy that do custom shoes and stuff. Yeah. Amp? Uh, nah, uh, my homeboy Steve from up here. Yeah? He's a New right. York cat. He's a... From New York, he's a um, he's a real artist. Like he's doing. Me. I got. I, I'm gonna connect you to him. Like he do dope yeah. shoes. I posted on my site one time. I'm more proud about that stuff though. Oh yeah, like, it's, it's it put like, time in. It's like one thing to like say, oh, I just empty my bank account for these whatever Gucci shoes or whatever, but it's I another thing to it. say. I never like, understood that. I got this dope shit, and I know the artist. And, and I can try And it's custom. To me, I mean, it's just like, come on, yo. I know too many artists not to support them. I know way too many. Way too many. I'm not an artist in that sense of myself. I'm just, I'm good orally and I'm good with written shit. You know, I'm, I'm more mental. I'm more head. You know, I don't really have any skills like that other than tennis. But um, the people who I know that paint, I'll be the first one to buy the art. I fucking buy a lot of art. See, that's my next thing I gotta get on. I gotta get on some art, and I'm trying to get on some black art. 
And like when I buy the art for whatever cost, say I buy for like forty fifty dollars, then I wanna I wanna set a value on it. I wanna ask people like how much would you pay for this art just to see what? Cause we gotta start learning the value out. Start value our own thing instead of in the market for the value. So after I buy it for whatever cost, my job is to to get the value higher on it. So I post it. Like, how much y'all think? How much will you pay for this? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, give you, give you three options of cost. You pay fifty dollars. What I paid for it. Bang on top, pay fifty dollars for it. Fifty dollars, two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, just to see what. Cause just to get people the idea of, all right, we can control our own value of mm-hmm. what it worth to us. So, and I help the artists out in a way too. So the artists let me know what they should value to the people like, the people fuck with it. To the people fuck with it, they're like, yo, this is this is more valuable than I thought. Yeah. My friend, uh, he does like splatter paint. Um, oh, he does okay. it on like hoodies. Like he, he started did, with hoodies. Uh, I thought he did like that. <laughs> could be doing the paint, the, uh, the, the campus on the floor. And they got the paint oh, spinning, open up. No, he does this with uh, hoodies. And then he writes like sayings on them, like his own like sayings. Uh, and this is just like, what I love about his profile is that um, he travels the world. He's a black camper. He's a professional camper. That's what his, it says on his profile. Okay. So he just drives around in his RV, which is like his camper. And he just goes to different places in the country. He always talks about how he doesn't have enough money to go out of the country. So he said, y'all are just going to have to follow me within the country. And he goes to different places and he takes pictures with people he meets and he talks about the story, you know, behind people that he meets or even talks about the story of just the environment of the place that he went. It could be positive or negative. And then he makes a hoodie that brands where he went. So you could literally buy a piece of just his story off a hoodie. And then he just splatters like whatever colors or paint came to him. And then he puts like a little like information on the hoodie or like, it could just be a restaurant he went to, an experience he had. And then you could like, he'll put a card in the um, in the hood of the jacket to explain like what his thought process was in that moment or whatever. And I say, yo, I fuck with him just for the pure fact that, like, I'm interested in his story, his life. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just interested in his life. To me, his his whole his whole idea of this whole thing is dope. Like he living a dream, actually. Mm-hmm. It's dope. So that's. Living your dreams now, today's 2020. I see a lot of people hustling. I see a lot of people trying to chase the bag. But some people chasing the bag like they're on a hamster wheel. Crabs in a bucket. Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just like, you know, it makes me sad to see so many people still stuck on, like, the idea of everything being about money and everything being about showing how much cash they got on hand and well that's well that's the culture that we kind of created on ourselves the money car cash holes the whole 
It's kind of whack though. I'm not. It, even it, it's 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 very warm. You can really listen to it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be real honest with you, and I know other people are gonna be watching this. So it is what it is. This is what this is what Sherry Price. Everybody that knows me knows me as a kid. Everybody knows me as Sherry Price. But anybody that knows me past 17 knows me as Neff. So this is what I'm saying. Is that all that like posting about? Oh, like I got all this money over everybody else, and I'm like the shit. Like I got all my shit going on and all that shit. This shit's corny. Shit is corny. And to me, to be honest with you, if like you're putting more value into paper than you are into actual life experiences and things you could do with that paper, like for me. I could have a whole bunch of money and I could just buy myself a whole bunch of fucking clothes and put sneakers and I could be fly and I could flash all my shit and I could hold it up like this in a picture and all that stuff. But like at the end of the day, like what does that do for me? Like, where it gets me After they hit that button, turn the phone on, they trying to figure their life out. What the hell don't do it? That don't shit, that don't do nothing. That shit crazy. You know what dude does something for me? I like when I get paid every two weeks because when I get paid every two weeks, I think about how many vacation days I got. And then when I think about how many vacation days I got, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put in for this day and that day. And then I'm gonna spend time doing something of, of substance during that time. Like I'm gonna try to go visit this city and talk about the history. Like, I'm not gonna say that money doesn't dictate what I can do and how I can move. But I don't value money for it, it being money itself. I value yeah. the fact that like I can use the, the person. money because to, be able to, to be able to experience things that actually matter in life. Like I can spend that time with friends. I can spend that time with my family. Like, And even if my friends and family ain't got it, I can, I can make, be like, yo, like, Let's just do this shit together. Like, I'll just pay for both of us to just have this experience together. Like, we have to get back to who we are as a people. We have to say, you know what? Like, this whole currency thing, this whole money thing, this ain't... I shouldn't love... I shouldn't love the money. I should love, like, the fact that, like, if I have it, I can do things that will grow my community, that will grow my relationships, that will help me expose myself to things that I didn't know before. The money is not the blessing. The experiences that you take and that you look for with the money, that's the blessing. People don't want to hear that, though. It's just a crazy thing. It's wild. All right, we, we won't, we're going to take another break. Uh, okay. 40 minutes left. We'll be right back. All right. Hello. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the show. We got a lot more coming your way. Don't forget to share, connect, and subscribe. And we'll see you later. And this is the Heads and the Death of Bad Podcast. And we out.
you stay around, stay around, stay around. Baby girl, I need you now, need you now, need you now. I need you now. 